Hello, howdy who, fellow moos. Hello, hello, it's silly Aunt Sissy, and I'm here for you. I'm here to tell a story of woes and no's and nays and ways. Because silly Aunt Sissy says, let's have fun, because that's what aunties do. Fun, 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 fun. Everybody wants to have fun with silly Aunt Sissy. It's silly Aunt Sissy time. Everybody, let's sing a song, cause it's silly and sissy time. It's silly and sissy time, cause when you're with silly and sissy, it's all about singing and blinging, and being crazy and fun, and eating candy and chocolates, cause that's what you do with your auntie. So if you don't have an auntie, I'm yours, I'm yours, I'm everybody's auntie. I'm yours to have a little fun with. I'm silly and sissy, and I'll be there for you no matter what. I'll make you smile, and I'll make you giggle. And we'll have a lot of fun, and we'll take a nappy. And we'll read some stories, and we'll go on adventures. I'll take you places you've never been before. So come on now to the land of imagination, and let Aunt Susie take you there. Well, let's have some fun now, and read a story. All right, boys and girls, thanks for tuning in. We are going to read The Little House in the Big Woods, and I'm going to take you places you've never been. So strap on your shoes. It's ready for story time. The Adventures of Storytime. Yay! Little House in the Big Woods, summer. Now it was summertime, and people went visiting. Sometimes Uncle Henry or Uncle George or Grandpa came running out of the big woods to see Pa. Ma would come to the door and ask how all the folks were, and she would say, Charles is is in the clearing. Then she would cook more dinner than usual, and dinner time would be longer. Ma and Pa and the visitor would sit talking a little while before they went back to work. Sometimes Ma let Laura and Mary go across the road and down the hill to see Mrs. Peterson. The Petersons had just moved in. Their house was new and always... That silly Aunt Sissy's kitty cat interrupting the story. So, guys, that's all for now. I'll be back and continue the story. That's me, you silly Billy. Alrighty then, the little cat is fine. So the adventures of Gatsby continue. Little house in the big woods. So... Sometimes Ma let Laura and Mary go across the road and down the hill to see Mrs. Peterson. The Petersons had just moved in. Their house was new and always very neat. Because Mrs. Peterson had no little girls to mess it up. Muss it up, as Ma said. She was a Swede, and she let Laura and Mary look at the pretty things she had brought from Sweden. Laces and colored embroideries and china. Mrs. Peterson talked Swedish to them, and they talked English to her, and they understood each other perfectly. She always gave them each a cookie when they left, and they nibbled the cookies very slowly while they walked home. Laura nibbled away exactly half of hers, and Mary nibbled exactly half of hers, and the other halves they saved for baby Carrie. 
than when they all such sweet big sisters. Then when they got home, Carrie had two and a half cookies, and that was a whole cookie. This wasn't right. All they wanted to do was to divide the cookies fairly with Carrie. Still, if Mary saved her half cookie while Laura ate the whole of hers, or if Laura saved half and Mary ate her cookie, that wouldn't be fair either. They didn't know what to do, so each saved half and gave it to baby Carrie. But they always felt that somehow that wasn't quite fair. Sometimes a neighbor sent word that the family was coming to spend the day. Then Ma did extra cleaning and cooking and opened the package of store sugar. And on the day set, a wagon. And on the day set, a wagon would come driving up to the gate in the morning, and there would be strange children to play with. When Mr. and Mrs. Harlot came, Hulet came, they brought Eva and Clarence with them. Eva was a pretty girl with dark eyes and black curls. She bathed very carefully and kept her dress clean and smooth. Mary liked that, but Laura liked better to play with Clarice. Clarice was redheaded and freckled, and always laughing. His clothes were pretty, too. He wore a blue suit buttoned all the way up the front with bright gilt buttons and trimmed with braid, and he had copper toe shoes. The strips of copper across the toes were so glittering bright that Laura wished she were a boy. Little girls didn't wear copper toes. Laura and Clarence ran and shouted and climbed trees, while Mary and Laura walked nicely together and talked. Ma and Mrs. Hallett visited and looked at Godley's lady book, which Mrs. Harlot had brought, and Pa and Ma brought, and Pa and Mr. Harlot looked at the horses and the crops and smoked their pipes. Once Aunt L- Lottie came to spend the day. That morning, Laura had to stand still a long time while Ma unwound her hair from the cloth string and combed it into long curls. Excuse Auntie Sissy's cat. Gatsby's just having fun today. He's on an adventure, because that's what you do at Auntie Sissy's. We have adventures. Now back to the adventures of Laura. She was getting her hair combed. Laura wished she were a boy. Little girls didn't wear copper toes. Laura and Clarice ran and shouted and climbed trees, while Mary and Eva walked nicely together and talked. Ma and Mrs. Hulett visited and visited and looked at Godley's lady, and Pa and Mr. Hulett, as I said, looked at the horses and the crops and smoked their pipes. Once when Aunt Lottie came, Mary was already sitting primly on her chair. But Laura, when they got word Aunt Lottie was coming, had to get her hair unwound from the clothes strings and combed it into Ma had to comb it into long strings and combed it into long curls. Ma was already sitting, pr- Mary was sitting, as I said, sitting primly on a chair with her golden curls shining and her chin blue dress fresh and crisp. Laura liked her own red dress, but Ma pulled her hair dreadfully and it was brown instead of golden so that no one noticed it. Everyone noticed and admired Mary's. There, Ma said at last, your hair is at- curled beautifully and Lottie is coming. Run to meet her. Laura and Mary ran out of the door and down the path for Aunt Lottie was already at the gate. Aunt Lottie was a big girl, much taller than Mary. Which do you like best, Aunt Lottie? Mary asked. Brown curls or golden curls? Ma told them to ask that, and Mary was a very good little girl who always did exactly what she was told. 
Laura waited to hear what Aunt Lottie would say. I like both kinds best, Aunt Lottie said, smiling. She took Laura and Mary by the hand, one on either side, and they danced along to the door where Moss stood. See, that's what aunties do. They love no matter what. The sunshine, and that's what Aunt Sissy does, love no matter what. The sunshine came streaming through the windows into the house, and everything was so neat and pretty. The table was covered with the red cloth, and the cook stove was polished, shining black. Laura could see the treadle bed in the place under the big bed. It was all so pleasant, and Laura felt so gay and good that no one would ever have thought she could be as naughty as she was that evening. Aunt Lottie had gone, and Laura and Mary were tired, tired and cross. They were all, they were at the woodpile, gathering a pan of chips to kindle the fire with in the morning. They all hated to pick up chips, but every chips, but every day they had to do it. Laura had grabbed the biggest chip, and Mary said, "I don't care. Aunt Lottie likes my hair best anyway. Golden hair is a lot prettier than brown." Laura throat swelled tight and she could not speak. She knowed, she knew that golden hair was just prettier than brown. She couldn't speak, so she quickly slapped Mary's face. Then she heard Pa say, Come here, Laura. She went slowly, dragging her feet. Pa was sitting just inside the door. You remember, Pa said, I told you girls, you must never strike each other. Laura began, but Mary said, That makes no difference. It's what I say that you must mind. Then he took a strap from the wall and he whipped Laura. Laura sat on the chair in the corner and sobbed. When she stopped sobbing, she sulked. The only thing in the world to be glad about was that Mary had to fill the chip pan all by herself. Come here, Laura. His voice was kind, and when Laura came, he took her on his knee and hugged her close. She sat in the crook of, of his arm, her head against her shoulder, and his long brown hair, hair and brown whiskers partly covering her eyes, and everything was all right again. She told Pa all about it, and she, and she asked him, You don't like golden hair better than brown hair, do you, Pa? Pa's blue eyes shone down at her. And he said, Well, Laura, my hair is brown. She had not thought of that. Pa's hair was brown, and his whiskers were brown, too. And she thought brown was as, and he thought, and she thought brown was a lovely color. But she was glad that Mary had to gather all the chips. In the summer evenings, Pa did not tell stories or play the fiddle. Summer days were long, and he was tired after he had worked hard all day in the fields. Ma was busy, too. Laura and Mary helped her, her weed the garden, and they helped her feed the calves and the hens. They gathered the eggs, and they had helped make cheese. When the grass was tall and thick in the woods and the cows were giving plenty of milk, that was the time to make cheese. Somebody must kill a calf for cheese could not be made without rennet, and rennet is the lining of a young calf's stomach. Oh, my. The calf must be very young so that it had never eaten anything but milk. Laura is afraid that Pa must kill one of the little calves in the barn. They were so sweet. One was fawn-colored and one was red, and their hair was so soft and their large eyes were wandering. Pa could not kill either of the calves because they were heifers and would grow into cows. He went to Grandpa's and, had, and, and to Uncle Henry's to talk about the cheese-making. 
So Pa went again to Uncle Henry's and came back with a piece of the little calf's stomach. Oh, this is this is sad. When the cows are milked at night, Silly and Sissy says, let's become vegetarians. Then when the morning's milk had cut, she mixed it with the skimmed and set it all to the stove to heat. Well, Ma was making cheese. Ma put her wooden cheese hoop on the board, spread a clean white cloth all over the inside, and filled it heaping full of the chunks of salted curd. All day long, the the board seated slowly under the weight of the rock. Next morning, Ma would take out the mound, pale yellow cheese as large as milk, pan. Then she made more curd and filled the cheese hoop again. Every morning she took the new cheese out of the press and trimmed it smooth. Every day she wiped every cheese carefully with a wet cloth and rubbed it all over with fresh butter. Then Ma wrapped each cheese in paper and laid it away on the high shelf. Laura and Mary liked cheese making. They liked to eat the curd that squeaked in their teeth and they liked to eat the edges that Ma pared off the big round yellow cheese to make them smooth before she sewed them up in cloth. The moon is made of green cheese, some people say, she told them, Ma told her children. The new cheese did not look like the round moon. It's green because it isn't ripened yet. When it's cured and ripened, it won't be a green cheese. Is the moon really made of green cheese? Laura asked and Ma laughed. Gatsby sure is in the moon today, but never mind him. We're going to continue reading, and so what? Because there's always adventures with Silly and Sissy. Then Ma wrapped each cheese in paper. And Laura asked again, is the moon really made of green cheese? Laura asked, and Ma laughed. I think people say that because it looks like a green cheese. But appearances are deceiving. Then while she whipped all the green cheeses and... Rubbed them with batter, butter, she told them about the dead and the moon that is like a little world in which nothing grows. The first day, Mom made cheese. All right, summertime it is. Mom was just wrapping the cheese. Laura and Mary like cheese making. They like to eat the curd that squeaked in their teeth. And they like to eat the edges. Mom paired off the big round yellow cheeses to make them smooth. And the first day Mom made cheese, Laura tasted the whey. She tasted it without saying anything to Ma. And when Ma turned around and saw Laura, her face, her face, Ma laughed. That night while she was washing the supper dishes, and guys, you know what whey is, right? Silly and Sissy said, you know what whey is. It's a part of the cheese that before it actually tastes like cheese. And Mary and Laura were wiping them. Wiping the dishes, Ma told Pa that Laura had tasted the whey and didn't like it. You wouldn't starve to death on Ma's whey like old Grimes did on his wife's, Pa said. Laura begged him to tell her about old Grimes. So though Pa was tired, he took his fiddle out of the box and played and sang for Laura. I'm getting my ukulele out. Here we go. Singing with Pa. Old Grimes is dead, that good old man. We ne'er shall see him more. He used to wear an old gray hat, all buttoned down before. Old Grimes' wife made skim milk trees. Old Grimes, he drank the whey. 
There came an east wind from the west and blew old Grimes away. There you have it, said Pa. She was a mean, tight-fisted woman. If she hadn't skimmed all the milk, a little cream would make run off in the way, and old Grimes might have staggered along. But she skimmed it up every bit of cream, and poor old Grimes got so thin the wind blew him away. Plum starved to death. Then Pa looked at Ma and said, Nobody starved to death when you were around, Caroline. Well, no, no, Charles. Not if you're going to provide for us. Pa was pleased. It was all so pleasant indoors, and windows were wide open to the summer evening. The dishes making little cheerful sounds together as Pa Ma washed them, and Mary and Laura wiped, and Pa putting away the fiddle and smiling and whistling softly to himself. After a while, he said, I'm going over to Henry's tomorrow morning, Caroline, to grab his grubbing hoe. These sprouts are getting waist high around the stumps. Man just has to keep everlasting or the woods will be back in no time at all. Early every morning, early next morning he walked to Uncle Henry's. But before long he came hurrying back, hitched the horses to the wagon. I don't know if I'll need them all, Caroline, he said, but I'd have to wait them and not ha- I'd hate to have them and I'd hate to want them and not have them. Oh, what is it? What is it? Laura asked, jumping up. Pa's found a bee tree, Ma said. Maybe he'll bring some honey home. It was noon before Pa came driving around. Laura had been watching for him, and she ran up to the wagon. Caroline, if you'll come this, get this pail of honey, I'll go on and unhitch. Ma came out to the wagon. Disappointed. Well, Charles, even a pail of honey is something. Then she looked into the wagon and threw up her hands. Pa laughed. All the pails and buckets were heaping full. There was 20 different buckets. Both tubs were filled so hot. Well, not 20. It only seemed like that to the girls. There was two, Ma said. Both tubs were filled full, and so was the wash boiler. Pa and Ma went back and forth carrying the two loaded tubs and the wash boiler and all the buckets. For dinner, they all, had as much, they all had as much of the delicious honey as they could eat, and Pa told them how, how he found the bee tree. I don't like, I didn't take my gun because it isn't hunting, and now it's summer, and there wasn't much danger of meeting trouble. Panther, panthers and bears are so fat this time of year, they're lazy and good-natured. Well, I took a short, shortcut through the woods and nearly ran into a big bear. I came around a clump of underbush, and there he was. He looked around at me, and I guess he he saw I didn't have a gun. Anyway, he didn't pay any more attention to me. He was standing at the foot of the big tree, looking at all the honey. I stood there watching him, and he put the other, put the one pot in, and he put the other pot in, and drew it out all the dripping with honey. His giant paws were dripping with honey. He looked the honey off his pot and reached in for more. By that time, I had found me a club. I wanted the honey myself. So I made a great racket, banging the, the club against a tree and yelling, The bear was so, so fat and so full of honey that he just dropped on all fours and waddled up among the trees. I chased him some distance and got him going fast away from the bee. Oh, if I was Pa, I would have let him have the honey and then gotten it myself. Anyway, Laura asked him how he got the honey away from the bees. 
That was easy. I left the horses back in the woods where they wouldn't get stung, and then I chopped the tree down and split it open. Didn't the bees sting you? No, said Pa. Bees never sting me. And the whole tree was hollow and filled from top to bottom with honey. The bees must have been st storing honey there for years. Laura was sorry for the four bees. She said so. They worked so hard and now they won't have any honey. But Pa said there was lots of honey left for the bees and the bears, by the way. And there's another large hollow tree nearby into which they can move. He said it was, it was time they had a clean new home anyway. They would take the old honey he had left in the old tree, make it into a fresh new honey, and store it into the new house. They would save every drop of the spilled honey and put it away, and then they would have plenty of honey again long before winter came. And next chapter is harvest. We're moving on to harvest time. And then the, the book is almost over. The adventures are almost over. After harvest is the wonderful machine and then the deer in the woods. So we just got a couple more chapters to find out what happened. And remember, there's always more books after that. We're not going to read them, but there's 20 different, well, not 20. Aunt Sissy exaggerates because that's what aunties do. Um, anyway, there's like, I don't even know how many. Um, should we find out? Yes, a good auntie will always find out for little ones. Well, sadly, it's not listed here. I will find out for next time. But there's plenty of them. There's Little House in the Prairie. And that's where the TV show came from. There's Little House in the Prairie and... Wilder's Little Farm, and all the adventures, like at least five of them. Little House in the Golden Years. So, anyway, that's it for now. We've had a long story time today. Go have some fun, and come back again for more adventures with Silly and Sissy. Yay!